Welcome back to Oh You're That Mom. I'm Jamie. And I'm Amber. We're so happy you came back for another listen. We all have a tendency to judge others, especially when it comes to being a mom and when it's outside of what we would consider our norm. And if you haven't done that, you're a liar. So each week we interview different types of moms and try and address the stigmas and stereotypes that surround her. So sit back, grab a drink, relax and listen. Just kidding, you're a mom. You can't relax. You'll be up four times. So good luck with that. Cheers. So what I did to prepare ourselves for our fireside chat, I actually asked your spouses Uh to send me questions about what they would ask you about being a mom. Oh Oh my gosh. gosh. And I made up a couple because Danny failed to do that for me. Um, You came up with it and then also answered the questions that you asked your husband to, it was like the whole circle of life. No, no, I didn't answer them. He just didn't come up with any questions, so I made. Oh, up you a made them up. Extra. Okay. Actually, did oh my gosh, why is there a bee? Because <laughs> 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 don't like. Okay. Also, I should uh, mention that we are camping. Oh, man, um, with a, it's a fireside chat, uh-huh. and Amber's being attacked by the only bee that actually likes smoke. I know, <laughs> and they like smoke because they're right by me. Ugh. So. We're going to go around, and the questions are from all husbands. But we're not recording, are we? Yeah, we are. That was so sneaky, little sneaker. That's just a cover of a microphone. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. I just uh, took the microphone Which I was kind of confused why you did that. Like, maybe she's drying it out. I don't know. No, I need to draw out this piece of paper that I dropped into my wine. Oh, we're, like, actually recording this. Yeah. Talk. So we have Amber, our co-host, and Haley, who is our um, stepmom. And then we have Shirley, who has never recorded before, but she will later this evening. <laughs> so, um, we can go around, draw a question, read it out loud, and then answer it. Are we supposed to guess if it was our husband? We who can. Asked it? <laughs> I did not write it down, but you can try and guess whose husband wrote it. This and it's funny. not necessarily your husband's that you're going to get. No, I know. Well, I figured it's right. randomly in a cup, so but you, I just want to know if like, you can go first. I can guess. If my husband is one who can absolutely guess question. it. And I thought, okay, never mind. I'm not going to say anything. What is the most rewarding thing about being a mom? Am I supposed to answer this or yeah. is everyone answering? You answer it. The most rewarding thing about being a mom. That's a good question. Because I'm not even a mom, so it's really, right, hard. Right. It's really hard to answer that question. Because you didn't have I children. mean, imagine you're a real mom. Okay. How would you answer? Hold on. Let me really, really put my brain powers to the test here. Do it, smarty pants. Um, the most rewarding thing about being a mom, honestly, is probably just experiencing the unconditional love of a kid. Ooh, good answer. I wouldn't know what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I wonder, being, like, being is a not it... real mom? Yeah. I'm not sure how I know either. Yeah. Most notably because, like, on those weeks where I just feel like I'm yelling and reprimanding and consequending all the time. That's a word. Consequenting is my favorite word. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and then the girls still want to, like, snuggle and love and tell me how much they love me and tell their grandmother that I'm the perfect mom. Like, I don't know why you would say that today. But, yeah, it is a level of unconditional love that is unparalleled, I would say. And you're sure it's unconditional. Well, or they're just trying to make you they're like still them. Young. Right, because the good news is you don't know that you've messed up a kid until it's too late. Right. So. And they're not even like tweens yet, so I've got time. So right. it is currently unconditional. Right, you have time to create habits that you won't to be able to break. <laughs> Name the one thing you would have done different being a mom. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> I feel like Tom asked this question. Fire. Oh, fire. One thing you would do different being a mom. Oh, it's not going to make me all emotional. That's okay. It's um, okay. Siege the day would like to see that we're actually human. So if you could go ahead. <laughs> Siege the day we're really human beings. She's not going to listen to the podcast. Right. Oh, that's right. Oh, I forgot. Um, what would I do different? Um, I would not yell at my kids. Or I wouldn't take the way I feel emotionally about somebody else out on them. Don't do that. Why are you doing that? Yeah. Get it together, Shirley. Because <laughs> I can't look at you and yell. Okay. So now nobody's looking at Shirley. Don't look at me, okay? I'm like, <laughs> my brain is telling me to look up. I'm like, no. Don't 
Just, just in case anyone is wondering, there's now a group of savvy old ladies sitting around crying. It's the smoke. <laughs> My eyes, they're sweating. So, but, but I think that's what I, w- I would choose to do differently. I think that I would have chosen to yell less or um, not take my frustration out on them. Yeah. I would have rather not done that. Okay. Do you feel like you've learned how to do it less now? Oh, yeah. I've learned how to do it less, and I, but the good thing about that came out of that was that something Kate Haley and I were talking about last night is, you know, my because I yelled, my girls will not want to ask me questions. They'll be like, well, I don't want to upset you, and I'm like, I finally came to the point, I was like, listen, you are not responsible for my anger, you are not responsible for my emotions. You you are not held accountable for any of that. I said I made the choice not to step away and get myself under control and or cry or do whatever I need to do before I came back to the situation and not be so reactive in the moment. So that's what I would do different. Good answer. I like to do post-mortem <laughs> on my decision. <laughs> on all your projects, uh, including being a mom. Yes. This one looks long. That's what she said. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> uh, is there anything you would have, if you would have asked your mom before coming? <laughs> before coming? <laughs> That's you talked to your mom in that situation? <laughs> Joan would love to talk She'd about like, it. like, sit down, girl. <laughs> Is there anything you would have asked your mom before becoming a mom yourself? No. Why? I just became a mom so young, and I had an idea that I was going to do it perfect. And so I didn't want to ask anyone anything about the way they mommed because I was ready to, like, exceed everyone's expectations of being a mom. Okay. Um, There's things I would have apologized for. Why? Well, I would say there's things I would apologize for now to my mom. Um, Just, I didn't understand what it was like to be a mom, so I wouldn't have asked the right... You'll understand when you're a mom type thing. Yes. I would have never asked her stuff because I would have never even had the wherewithal to know the right questions until I did it myself. I just have, you know, there's things that I think about with my mom now, but it's not more about asking them, it's more about saying like, ugh, I understand now that when I did this or did that Stop picking I know why you told me to like, talk to you or do this, and I still wouldn't have listened but here we are What's harder and these don't all apply to me (laughs) (laughs) What's harder, step, foster adoption, real or otherwise Mom I know that I know who that's from. And I was told that um, you're not allowed to answer all of them. All of the above. <laughs> so that's what he would have said. Wait, you. you said what's oh what's the hardest? What's the Which hardest, is the hardest mom, one? What's the hardest type of mom? Stepmom, foster mom, adoption mom, or real mom or otherwise? In your and you experience. have yes, and you have to choose one. I feel like we should all answer. Oh, well, well I guess like, not everyone has been I've so many moms. I've only been the one. Right. So. <laughs> I take it back. Hardest um, by far, mom. by far, uh, stepmom. I Definitely. I'll agree. <laughs> <laughs> I think that I got her at an age that was so tough already. You know, she was nine. And their family dynamic and their culture was so much different than the way I grew up. And going through what I was going through, I thought that I was like, I really thought that I was doing it the right way and I probably didn't respect enough. I don't know. I mean, fostering is hard and adopting is hard, but nothing was like stepmom. I think it's hardest for me now still because we don't have a relationship. All the was, other moms. Was bio mom in the picture? Like, were you co-parenting as a stepmom? Not at the beginning. Bio mom had basically like disowned her, like saw her just a couple times a year and then when I came around and she found out that we were kind of living together she started coming around more so they had more relationship and she lived there for six months but ended up not getting along with stepdad and so she had to come move back with us and I don't know I think it would be different if I could if we had a relationship still but that one is the hardest because I have to worry from afar but I still see her like my kid I still invested so much in her but and I hear third party what her choices are and it stresses me out and I just want her to know better and I want her to see like we're so alike and you know gosh I you know you could have such a different 
perspective, but but I kind of feel like I've also been nineteen. Well, but also every parent, no matter biological or not, still worries as about their young adult children making right. good life choices because they don't get to be a part of those decisions anymore. And it's tough for me because I don't have any close friends who have twenty-year-old kids. Mm. So I don't have... It's because you're so old, I guess. <laughs> I know. <laughs> like, so I can't... To be clear, <laughs> she's younger than I am. That was a joke. Right. I just don't... Siege the day. <laughs> exactly. She'll have a problem with everything. I just... I think there were so many aspects, and, and there's... It's hard to, like, talk to other people. To even open up... If, you, if I know you well enough to tell you the whole story, you don't have a 20-year-old kid because I couldn't have a 20-year-old kid. You know what I mean? Yeah. So the people that may have insight, I just they just don't know. But I think she'll come around. I mean, I think one day she'll be a stepmom for sure. And I think she may, maybe sooner than later, and she may have a different aspect. But I think, I mean, fostering is really hard. Waiting to adopt is really hard. It is, but I kind of feel like real mom or bio mom. I, I think my situation is different because I, it's really actually hard for me to remember or it actually doesn't even occur to me that baby boy's not my biological mom. It's so funny. (laughs) (laughs) That too. My biological son. I could like honestly if we could have everyone disappear out of or never like around and never have to talk about ever again I could convince myself that I birthed him. Okay. So. But I don't remember that being the case for you. Like, I remember fostering being... It was. The worst. It was. It was terrible at the time. Because of all the emotion. Right. Yes. You know, and, like, and the, um, the unknown. The uncertainty. So. It feels very similar. Yeah, I know. I feel like now that our day and age is so uncertain and scary, it's like, whatever. Like, this has been the last eight years of my life. Like, between anxiety and panic attacks and, like, yeah. uncertainty mm-hmm. with kids. It's like, welcome, guys. How does it but feel? But in, like, in no other role, like as a biological mom who's like got her shit relatively together like in no other role though are you living on with the daily concern that your child's going to be taken away from you no that's fair and that's fair and that's like the foster step parent role is that like at any given moment like for me now that we're married I don't have as much anxiety about it but before we got married I lived in constant fear that if anything happened to him I don't just lose him I lose my whole family Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and like that's a fear that (laughs) <laughs> well, music break. <laughs> As a biological mom, I'm, I'm not sure that you have, you have that same yeah. level of fear of that in particular. Whereas, like, with fostering, like, there was always right. the possibility that the bio parents would pull it together. and mm-hmm. Or a family member would right. come out of or nowhere. Like step up. And it's not as bad. Like, I adopted a year before you. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's really crazy that they really, really want kids to be with family. So you could have a kid for nine months. And then they say we found an uncle. Mm-hmm. But I think with um, when I got divorced, like with the kid I have with my current spouse, it doesn't bother me because it feels really secure. But I remember having having my oldest son and going through a divorce and the threat always being, well, I'm going to do this or I'm going to do that. And, and I wouldn't let people take pictures with me or pictures of me at certain places doing this because there was that constant threat of, well, I'm going to take you to court and I'm going to have them da 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 and that was a really weird feeling of like, this is my kid, I birthed him, and I'm doing all the work, and yet you think you're going to try and take them away from me? Yeah. Yeah. It is a weird feeling of thinking that your kids, it's like, love them as they're your own, give them everything you have, don't make them feel different, but tomorrow we might take them away because they are different. Right. So it's stressful. But then it's over. And you're like, what the hell did I just get myself into? And then you have a three-year-old that you're trying to potty train, and he just... It's going in my, into my eyeballs. My eyeballs. <laughs> okay. It's not sure. Like, do you want another turn? No. Oh, oh but I hijacked it. That's okay. okay. I used to. <laughs> <laughs> oh my first, gosh. First office supplies. Now you're hijacking the podcast. I just, I don't even know how I am anymore, you guys. <laughs> if okay. you, this is a good question. If you had 25 hours in a day and everyone else had 24, what would you do with that extra hour? Realistically, I would nap. Obviously, yes. Yes. I know. Or prepare another 
this question. <laughs> Another answer to that question. That's right. really they, they, they already knew the answer. Right. Like, question. I really want to be the person that was like, I could get all the laundry done. Or like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I, would, I would weed in the backyard. <laughs> absolutely not. No. Exactly. Absolutely. The answer is always napping. Uh, it is unfortunate. Or at least quiet time. Yeah. Right. Nap. Just... I would just be glad that no one else existed for one yeah. <laughs> Like, embrace this, like, Like, you guys are on a silence. different time zone. Right. This is awesome. I just sit there. Nobody can say my name. Nobody can ask a question. Nobody can ask me a question. Nobody can ask for a snack. Or are you... Oh. Does anybody have peanut butter, by the way? No? Okay. Oh, Don't try getting it at the store. Do you have all the emotions? <laughs> It says, what has been the single most frustrating thing about being a mom? Can I pick only one? I know, <laughs> just one? Well, single, what is the question. single most frustrating thing okay. about being a mom? I wish everyone would pick up all their damn stuff off the floor. <laughs> okay. Okay. No, 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 that's not real. Um, I mean, I do wish that. We're <laughs> yes. working on it. It's a work in progress. It's with. Um, single most frustrating thing. I think the single most frustrating thing is when you have kids and your spouse or your partner doesn't realize the level of involvement that's required in that relationship. Mm, that's a good answer. That is a good one. Because that is so. I would say when Tom and I first had kids, um, you can leave Tom for all the amount. Okay. Um, uh, Steve. <laughs> uh, when we when we first had our kids, I don't think that. He really realized how much involvement he really needed to have, like how much impact he could have and influence he could have in their life that was positive. Um, but it's hard when, and I know a lot of women who have spouses that work a lot of hours, that you've got the single mom life, but you've just got a sugar daddy on the side who's working hard, paying the bills, right. even though you also are working, but you have to work and take care of the kids. And I think that I wish... Team sport, yeah. Right. Team sport. That's fair. Team, team spirit there. Yeah. yeah. What about you? Um, currently, it's the lack of um, autonomy, of just no one even uh, thinking that the right thing to do is let mom poop by herself, <laughs> or hey, mom's had a rough day. Uh, let's just give her some time. Oh, if I truly love mom. I will let her do what she needs to do instead of, I truly love mom. She better get in this room and lay and snuggle with me. And I just feel like I, every second of every day, someone is, is putting a demand on me. And I think it's just anticipating the next two weeks. It's making it tougher. It's just knowing COVID. Yeah. I should have trained them better, like shepherded their heart to be a little less focused on themselves. And now I'm going to just, I planted corn and I'm going to get corn. And I planted um, needy kids and I'm going to have to serve these children for the next two weeks. So we'll see what happens. You can always choose differently. Yes. And now I have the opportunity to teach them better because when you're working 10 hour days, you can't. So now I'll be able to be home and. I mean, what? Fix. No. <laughs> it's been 30 hours and I'm close. Just love like going. I just I'll figure it out. Yeah, that'll be fine. You guys are all survive. You may not have toilet paper, but you're gonna survive. I know. And I have I got they had Kleenex, so we just won't put it down the toilets. We'll just like put it in the bag. Kleenex is okay in the toilets. Is it though? Not paper towels. Paper towels. Yeah. What about you, Jack? I think the single most frustrating thing is that I don't get to have my. It's not myself. I can't be selfish. I think was what it is. That's a good word for it. I can't be selfish. But does I, it feel selfish or does it feel like basic self needs? Does okay. it seem like needs that everyone else in the house gets and doesn't yes. expect that you would need them to? Yes. So, so the, I don't me. get the f the fulfillment or the full treatment of self-care any longer. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. um, and there's that expectation to be healthy and fit and beautiful all of the and time. And love it. Love that you're home helping your kids, but yes. also love that you can be a badass woman and lead people. And have food when I want to eat and not and be able to sit down for more than 37 seconds because somebody's realized they've sniffed it out that you're sitting down with food. <laughs> um, not that that happens all the way and that all the time and that will, that will change as the baby gets older. But Will it though? Yeah, because then I could say 
you get your own stupid whatever. And then if you don't like it, I don't care. Because here you go. Or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's always like, I, see, I remember the meme I saw that was like, sitting here waiting for dinner to be made. And then I realized that, oh wait, it's my job to make dinner. Like, or, I don't know. There's just expectations I have on myself for being a different person that I don't get to be that person yet. Or right now, I should say. But also, I I guess I should probably learn and realize that that person that I think I want to be is probably not going to make me happy anyways. Because yeah. <laughs> your expectation of what you think is going to make you happy never really does. Yeah. But the amount of self-sacrifice is something that just comes... It's a growing edge. And, and I, I think that, you know, <laughs> Danny is constantly, like, if you need time to go to the gym, if you need this, da, 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 I'm very supportive. And I wish I could take him up on that offer. However, there's a caveat. I am not 100% comfortable leaving 100% of the work to him and expecting that it will get done. Not not anything against no, him Just in anticipating any way. if I leave, this is what I may have to come home to versus if I stay, I know what I can get done. Yes, that's true. That is absolutely it. Like getting home and having snack, homework, chores, play. That leads to my biggest frustration. <laughs> yes, let's hear about it. Um, my biggest frustration of motherhood would be um, carrying, all, like, basically having to ca- carry all the headspace. Yes. <clears throat> yes. And, like, keep yes. track of everything. So, like, when I get home after working nine and a half hours a day, I get home from work, and the girls are supposed to have had their homework done and their chores done and have had their snack when they got home and, like, preferably being showered so that by the time I get home from work we can just have dinner nice quiet family night and then go to bed only to find out when I get home that the little one hasn't done her sight words because daddy forgot to remind her that the older one hasn't done her homework because she he when asked she said she didn't have a lot of homework and then also reminding well there's a field trip tomorrow so we have to pack a lunch in a brown bag and then there's this that and another thing happening all of the things that have to be remembered all of the time and it's a fundraiser so did we get the packet and everything else that and like husband husband (laughs) right husband is walking around being like oh you're so good at remembering it all i'm like because you can't <laughs> only one of us is remembering anything <laughs> exactly and fortunately he admittedly like he acknowledges that that is not his wheelhouse at all you know it's not that he sits around thinking that he's doing it all and he does do quite a bit because he does he is responsible for like making dinner most nights which I appreciate a lot, especially after coming home from work. So, I think the the thing about that is that I've had those situations too, where you come home and you're like, "Wait a minute, something was supposed to already have been done," or maybe I, got I forgot because I was supposed to be having a glass of wine and realized that shoot, we have speech meet. Right, and this is what I get for trying to take care of myself you know, is everything falls apart. But then I think you know what? What's most important? Like what's the end of the world going to be? And then I'll tell like, I'll tell the girls you know COVID nineteen. That's, that's what the end of the world is going to be. Running out of toilet paper. Running out of toilet paper. I'm like, what's the most important thing that has to happen now? What do I care about most right now? I care about going to bed. Those light words gonna have a little. Do you want a glass of wine? Do you want a solo cup? Oh, I had a pink cup, but I'll take whatever you got. This is all I have, so you're yeah. taking my cup. Don't get your own cup, bro. I will. Or a bottle. Have a bottle. Just drink straight out the bottle. This is what I brought. That. I don't want to answer this one. You have to. How do you think your kids would describe you as a mom? Um, I will preface this by saying I wish it was different. I could answer it in the right way or I could answer it... In the honest way. What do you really think? I think that my five-year-old would say that she's pretty and she's nice and that she's 
never home because she tells me that all the time when things get up she gets upset she says you're always busy and you spend more time with so and so than me and you so i think she would oh that's you spend more time with jamie than me. no her other her siblings oh got it um and just basically like you're never in the house I think my eight-year-old would like barely even be able to describe me because he's in his own world all the time. And he likes his dad better, like he really does. He never writes stories about me at school. He always writes stories about his dad. And like every dream that's good is like, oh my gosh, my dad and this, and we did this. And it's like, mom, I had a dream that you'd like tip me out of the shopping cart and I fell down, but I never stopped falling. And I'm like, mom, seems like things are going right as planned. Cool, all right, I love you. It's just your autism, I hope you don't mind. Um, and then my 14 year old would probably say that I have checked out and I'm impatient. Does anyone else think that their kids would say negative things about them? Do you think the girls would say negative things about you? Um, you want to talk about the flames and the water that's <laughs> going in your sink? Not flames, There's the smoke. Like things happening right now. Um, I think it depends on the day. It's, I think that they would mostly be positive. And that our oldest would, um, I mean, not would, but, like, she has described me as intense. <laughs> well, you are. She's not wrong. <laughs> she says that the, the, um, the little one misbehaves at mommy's house because mommy isn't as, no offense, Haley, but she's not as intense as you. <laughs> oh, strict is what she's trying right. to say. Right. Um, but in general, I think they would probably. So they're in, they've been in the. And I don't know if they're, like, really sucking up to me or what lately, but, like, our little one even said, we were at a restaurant, and she goes, Haley, your cheeseburgers are way better than these ones. Oh, that's like a And I really literally never five. made her cheeseburgers. Not once. You know what? And I told her that. I said, I have never made you a no, cheeseburger. No, just take a call and <laughs> get it, cheese girl. I've never made you one. She goes, well, still. <laughs> well, still. Yours would be better. <laughs> no, okay. I a cheeseburger. Like, I've never once made you a cheeseburger. So let me ask you this question, because I actually put that question in there. Um, do you think of your mom as a mom, when you were a kid? I know how you feel about her now. <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Sheila, you're the best. Um, oh, good old Sheila. Okay, that's Sheila. That's Sheila. As looking back, as when you were a kid. How what have, what did you think of your mom? What do you remember? Like in I remember, like when you would ask your mom something and she would answer it, like that was just it. Like if you didn't think to yourself, like hmm, I wonder if there's other opinions or like you asked your your mom something, but I didn't have a, you know, my dad wasn't there. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> oh my god, let's flag them down. PSA: Amazon Prime delivers at campgrounds. Just we just saw. Or no, nobody can get lost this far out. Fair. Prime. Fair. Okay, let me rephrase the question. Well, you you burned the question. I can't ask it, but insert mom here. Your mom here. How oh. would you, as a kid, how would you have described your mom? Just fun, very fun, and silly. Like, I, when I was a kid, I was like, this is the best. My childhood was, like, the best. Super supportive. She loved horses and... And I loved horses, too. So she was, like, my best friend for years. So I have to tell you that that's probably exactly what your kids would say about you right now. And that you think you're thinking too critically about yourself as a mom. Because your kids don't remember those things or think about those things because they can't comprehend those things. I hung up on my 14-year-old thing. Well, your 14-year-old's, you know, him. No, 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 no. But he wouldn't remember those things. He remembers that you take him to scooters conferences. He doesn't care that. <laughs> That's what you remember. Scooter, scooter conference? contest. You said conference. <laughs> you said conference. <laughs> scooter conference. Well, one day he will probably be at a scooter conference. I'm trying to like, picture all the kids in like a big square that's talking about scooters. <laughs> he would. Okay. Anywho, going back to, I think frustration. Oh, yeah, you know, you're hypercritical of yourself and your kids. You give them way too much credit to think that they can like process process all of yeah. that information. They just they would never ever describe you as that. I'm not gonna ask you because you're an emotional roller coaster <laughs> over there. No, no. Okay, I'll I'll say that is that my mom was really amazing. My mom died last August, 
So I do think about all those things. Sorry, I wrote it down real quick. Yeah. I did the good thing. <laughs> okay. um, but she was amazing, and I really loved her a lot. Drink your sippy cup. Oh. <laughs> I blew it. I feel it. You shouldn't have looked at me, Amber. <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm over here now. With all the smoke. <laughs> you know what? I think when when my mom does pass, I will like appreciate her more. <laughs> Sorry. No, I just feel like I'm, I am so critical of my mom. Okay, so I want to say something. So my mom, actually, and this just happened yesterday. My mom is at Mm my, my grandparents' house. Her grand, her, no, my grandma, her mom passed away a few years ago. Five years ago. Five years ago. And she was texting me as they were driving, because it's been five years and this is the first time they've gone back to the house. And they tried to go back one time, but couldn't do it. So this is the first time in five years. My grandpa's still alive, obviously. Not obviously. Not everybody knows that. <laughs> but he lives with my grandparents because he's got Alzheimer's. And he lives with your parents. So she, this is the first time they've been back. And she's texting me. We're going through Ludlow. And Ludlow's this itty bitty tiny town on the 40 along once again, I'm keeping my right, <laughs> and my cup closed. And I'm like, "Are you are you almost there?" I, oh no, I responded it, and she said, "Oh, we're almost at Ludlow." And I said, "You know, you're gonna be fine. It'll be fine when you get there. You you can do this. You got this." And she's like, and she texted back, and she said, "It's not that. It's that all of the memories that I have." with you guys going to the lake and and having it's not just them it's not just the house it's the i mean mind you this is a much longer text than what she actually texted but it was like like essentially like it's the memories that i didn't i took advantage of i took for granted the times that we all had together and i wish that i had actually just lived in the moment i essentially think what she was trying to say and it's so crazy is because never, ever would I have thought back as her daughter, as her child, to think, wow, those times really sucked. Like, they literally Oh, I wish were, mom lived more right, in the moment. Right. They were the best times that we have had, and I never would have considered them anything different. But she, as a mom, looks back and thinks, I wish I would have done it differently, but as a kid, never would I have wanted it any differently. You know what's hard, though, for me? I think her point might have been, though, that she didn't get to experience that with you. You know what I mean? Like, she was so busy, wrapped up in, like, getting it all organized. She was so busy in the things that we are all upset about or having to do. And so that everyone's having this great time. Mom is so stressed, making sure everyone has a great time. Exactly. And so the kids have the memories of the great time. Right. And mom wishes she got to experience the great time with everyone. But realistically, would she have been able to? Because, because somebody has to make I don't that know happen. any mom who could. Because I haven't met one yet. time wouldn't have been as great. It if wouldn't somebody, have been what it was yeah. had she not been there facilitating. And exactly. if you were trying to enjoy it, you wouldn't have been making the same you memories so for your for child. <laughs> yeah, if I wanted to enjoy a vacation, I don't bring my kids. <laughs> because I want them to enjoy the vacation. So I bring them on vacation knowing that I am supplying them with a memory. <laughs> and like crossing my fingers that it's good. Because Yeah, that's fair. Because if I'm going to enjoy myself, my kids are starving, bored, yeah. at each other's throats, and then now I'm not enjoying it. That's fair. So only one of us can be happy, them or me. <laughs> and I'm only happy if they're not there. <laughs> I'm sorry, Siege. Siege. The day. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. sorry, Siege, but them's the facts. Well, I, I want to sit down, but I can't. <laughs> okay. That, that was, that was, whose question was that? Was that mine? Yours was that, yours was that one. Okay, we only have two more. Okay. Oh, actually I have a, th- a third one that Raul sent me, so I can read that one. What are you looking for? I got one for you. What is it that you hope that your children remember about you when you're gone? There could be something that they keep, like a memory in their heart. Like, in oh, a, what a good question! What would you want them to put your back to remember? She gave you the goods about you after you're gone. What is something that I hope my kids remember, or like, 
or a memory or just if there was something that the you died I know something that they could take with them. Like for example, like my fondest memory of my father is hearing his laugh. Yeah. Okay, so I, I, I think it would be snuggles. Because I feel like that is something that you can remember the feeling of and that feeling is what evokes love and you know good times and, and safety we do a lot of snugging in our house it's a big big thing we are a very physically affectionate, affectionate family Hugs, what's your love kisses. language it yeah. is our love language it is well my love language is words of affirmation surprises no uh asking hospitality is that one acts of service service. that's my love language Uh, danny danny's is is physical and or no 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 uh words words of affirmation affirmation. he's a total words of affirmation and i would say physical i would say physical touch right after that right but like his words of affirmation i am not capable i mean yes i can give words of affirmation mind you but not at the level that he does. Right. But, but you like, never would if, if you never would if you weren't married to someone who words you have to make an extra effort yes. to do that. Not that's that not I your love language. Right, exactly. So that's why my love or that's why I am constantly like making everything for everyone. Welcome right. to the like, campground ladies. Like <laughs> Well, I want you know that I appreciate that because that's mine and so I cannot tell you how much I loved and appreciated by your efforts here. Well good. And that's like yes. that's why I try to love do which is also tasking. <laughs> and my husband's is also talk and it's very hard. It's hard to give that back. Anywho. Yeah. Going back to the question. <laughs> back on the ranch. <laughs> this the the physical uh, physical forms of Affection. Affection and love. And that is what I hope that they will remember because that is what they could also show their own kids. And so when they're giving, sorry, their kids a hug. Jamie never gets upset. <laughs> Shirley, I'm what did you do to Jamie? <laughs> I'm just, now you make everyone. Don't. I already cried like two times. Don't look. I can't, finish don't look the, at her. I can't even finish the sta- statement, so please. Haley, okay. your turn. <laughs> I'm pulling, I'm pulling one. Wait, I thought you were asking. She, she made up a question for me. I made it for me. So now it's my question. Well, question. I mean, everybody could answer the question. And we keep moving. Yeah, just keep, no. We gotta move on. Shirley's drink is so embarrassing. Oh, I got a little diamond. I'm not sure what Once again, that's why you're holding my clothes. The question, and I don't really know what it has to do with my It doesn't. But if you could have a collection of any one thing, what would it be? <laughs> Oh my gosh, I know my answer like the minute you said it. It's so weird. Oh, what would it be? No, uh, it's Haley's question. It's yours. I don't want to collect Come anything. That I know. sounds like That's an actual birds, nightmare to bird me. Bird statues. What I would like a collection of? A collection of empty space. Like empty <laughs> countertops. Like back to back empty right, space. Just like empty clean I want you to hoard nothing for me and yes, just because avoid. tchotchkes are my actual nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> I hate them more than anything on the planet. But so. what if it's not a physical thing? What if you could have a collection of something that's not something that you would... Shirley's all like deep in the feels. A collection of certain <laughs> memories. Or, um... Okay. You would die if you no saw my packet. junk drawer and the amount of, like, um, thumbtacks in oh there. Oh my gosh, when we moved, our oldest was... She discovered that we had a junk drawer, and it's like the tiniest drawer in the house, and there was like three things in it. She goes, we have a junk drawer? It was really cute, actually. <laughs> like, kind of. And it's kind all of. your stuff that I had found around the house. Um, okay, Amber, what, you had wait, an answer. No, Shirley has one question left. Wait, 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 Amber had an answer. Oh, yeah, you oh. had a collection. What would you collect? Lanterns, 100%. I oh, love gosh, lanterns. lanterns. It's so weird. Lanterns and light fixtures. I wonder if like your husband get... knew that's what you would say when he asked that question. That was his? Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I think he did, but I think he's also looking at my shit all over the house and being like, what would she collect so I could throw away everything else? <laughs> but I only have one lantern. <laughs> but he's lantern. not going to listen to this recording until later, so. <laughs> Too bad. Joke's on you. I only have one lantern, so it could be worse. Uh. I have a box called them. Until when's your birthday? May. Uh, I have the best birthday because it's May the 4th be with you. Oh, nice. (laughs) Alright. Get you a Star Wars lantern. So, Shirley has the last written question. Last written question. I do have a question for you. But you don't want any more? For For this one over here. Uh, But you do, you move. Okay, so this question says, 
I get like all the like I feel like philosophical. The, the feelies. What do you wish someone? What do you wish someone had told you before becoming a mom? Oh, I got you that. Um, I. My mom told me a lot of stuff about being a mom before I became a mom. So okay. I wouldn't say there was like something like, man, I really wish I would have known that about. I have, like, an exact answer for this. That's why I asked oh, it. okay. No, but I want to hear, I, I... I would say, like, my mom told me a lot of stuff about being a mom before I ever became one, so it wasn't, That's like... That's so cool. How old were you when you became a mom? 23. Okay. No, wait. I got married when I was 23. 25. Okay. I remember things my mom told me that it's not always about you. But you need to take time for yourself. Oh, that's a good good thing. To Things tell like yourself. you know what you have to make a choice to work on relationships because if you don't, no one else will do it for you. Oh, your mom is was full of wisdom. Things like um, you know when you never be afraid to admit you're wrong to your children. Oh, that's if a good you one. made a mistake, make sure that you tell them that you made a mistake. That's a very because good if one. you do it, then they'll, they'll when they make a mistake, they will let you know. I used to say to myself, and I feel like I'm sorry. No, I it's okay. I used to say because with with my oldest and stepdaughter, I always felt like I was doing everything wrong. I used to say to myself, okay, if I couldn't teach her the right way to respond, I could teach her the right way to apologize. That's good. And I feel like that's most moms I know. We feel like we have to be the very best example and to guide them all the time but that's not realistic and so on the times where you fall short it's important to teach them how you get back up on your feet and how you like humility how else mm-hmm. are they going to learn that humility i also think it helps with like a, like right now we're dealing with my oldest is having this like extreme anxiety whenever she messes up or like makes a mistake or does something wrong or mm-hmm. like and just reminding her that nobody's perfect and that we don't demand or expect perfection of her and that, like, we anticipate that she'll make a couple of bad choices in her life, and like that—that's okay. That is bound to happen, and it's how she responds to those, you know, mm-hmm. to those mistakes is what matters. The other thing my mom told me—I remember probably being in my twenties. I told somebody at my work this because he has a daughter who's about eight. He's like really worried about being a good dad and about the teenage years. And my mom told me she remembers—I remember being in my twenties. I wasn't married yet. And we were talking about having, you know, about teenage kids. And my mom said that those were some of the best years of her life. Teenage kids? Yes. Really? She loved it when we were 10, like 10, 8, 10. And then when we got to be teenagers, she said that she really enjoyed that time. And she told me, she's like, do not be afraid of that time in your life. She's like, if you do your job well when they're young, when they get to be teenagers, it's going to be a delight, not, not this total destruction. And so people I know get a lot of are really afraid about, well, what's going to happen when they're right. older? And I don't hold that fear in my heart. Yeah. And um, so there are a lot of things about being a mom that my mom told me before I became a mom that we had discussions about stuff. So I didn't feel like super, I mean, no one's prepared to be a parent, but I didn't feel like I just got tossed out there. <laughs> Mine was so. nothing that deep. Mine was, um, I wish somebody had told me that I'm not going to be able to walk for a couple of weeks. <laughs> You know what? That little water bottle that you scored on your I tooth. I still have mine. Fitz bath. Oh, that bad boy is awesome. You should have kept that. I kind of feel like I wish my mom would have told me a little bit less. Oh, I wish I had. Like, no one ever talks about what it's like for your body after you have a baby. Because you think all of a sudden. Look at your Haley's face. So gross. That's why Haley never birthed a child. I remember my mom coming over with a box of like um, what do you call um, tux pads. She's like, "You're gonna need these," and it's like, "It's gonna be, it's gonna, it, trust me, you're gonna want." Right. Well, that's bring. Yeah. She's like, yeah. my my sister had two C sections, so she was like, right. oh. my mom had two had C sections, but still, she my like. Face is so pretty. I mean, we can change. You know. Anytime I have a, a friend who's having their first baby or, like, my sister's in-laws, yeah. the gift at their shower is, like, pads and, and I wasn't hazel pad, hazel, yeah. with, with hazel, hazel, and a nursing bra, and um, I was not prepared cream. for the devastation that was my vagina. Because after, after the first one, mine was literally torn into I, I mean, one giant yes. hole. <laughs> 
<laughs> I remember out. when I I'm went to kidding. find out. This is why I have chosen the life I have chosen is because I've had these conversations well before. <laughs> but I was imagine this conversation and then wanting to do it again. But like, I know. No. Weird, right? I remember. Oh, so my God doesn't remember, let you remember all that. Oh, I remember. Yes. <laughs> but I, I chose, I still did it. I <laughs> barely, it's like, I feel like girls. my vagina remembers because in my head I go, oh my gosh, like I have happy thoughts, but then my, my tween like tightens up. Like, no, no, What's no, 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 a tween? Um, in between your front and back. A taint? A taint or, or a tween. I say tween because taint is it's a little gross to me. <laughs> okay. So the tween. I feel like a taint is on a man but yes. a tween is like it's an 11 like year old yes. right <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily call it Girl. but 11 year olds got here somewhere and it's down there. through through there the tunnel of love uh, <laughs> <I mean. laughs> are you serious <laughs> who said um, that oh my lord I don't feel like my mom ever taught me about parenting or what did she t- well she was showing you how to be a parent <laughs> I mean I don't know you know what? She's a real whippersnapper, that gal. Mm-hmm. But she's got her... I love her. Okay, so the last question I got was just a uh, recent, while we are talking, text <laughs> that came in from Amber's spouse. Why are you coming home? <laughs> the question was, and please let me finish the whole question before you respond. What is your greatest or your favorite memory of us, but don't say last night? Ha ha ha. Such a dude. (laughs) Such a dude. Seriously embarrassing. Um, I think he means not of us, but like this group of women, but I think you and him, which is weird. I don't know why. The the strongest memory I have is the day we brought our baby home. So even though collectively we have four children, we only had one together. They have a collection of children, it's true. <laughs> we are collecting things. We did. I was like, you know what, lanterns, lanterns. Not, not so much. Lanterns and children. Yes. <laughs> you have one lantern I would say, and 700 kids. I would take another one tomorrow. Lantern? Or I kids? do. <laughs> yes. Children holding lanterns. <laughs> I remember... We had our, we got married and I got pregnant on my honeymoon and we had our baby and we had both had children. So his was almost nine. Mine was five. And we had a baby and we had a boy. It's a boy. And we were there for a baby. It's a boy. Yep. For two days. Went home. And the next morning we woke up and I remember we both looked at each other and we were like, what the fuck did we just do? We're never going to sleep again. We are never going to sleep again. The world is over. Like, we were traumatized because for some reason, because we loved this kid so much, we felt that that one of us had to stay awake just to watch him sleep through the night. It's it's to this day. (laughs) He's eight and he's still in our bed. But baby steps. (laughs) Molasses steps. So he... He would stay awake or I would stay awake. And then if I woke up and he had fallen asleep and wasn't just watching our baby sleep, <laughs> I would cry and cry and cry like, You I failed him! <laughs> I can't trust you to parent if you can't just stay awake and watch him. And the next morning, I would say for like five days, every morning we woke up and looked at each other like, What did we do? No, 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 no. no, no, no. Get me a time machine. Like, what are we going to do? It was terrible. We were so tired and just, it was awful. Having a newborn is terrible. Haley got to live or got to sleep for the first three years of her baby's life. Right. I got my six month old and she only woke up once a night and I was like, I can actually love this child now. (laughs) It was so bad. And like, I loved, I loved the kid we made together. We just have this very special, he'll do these things that are so weird. And you know, my spouse and I will just look at each other like that. Okay. The best of both of us. (laughs) Yeah. Like we just look and it's just so, so weird. And we just go, there's no one who will love him the way we love him. I don't know moms out there who's based on their kids. When you bring that kid home after five years of sleeping, it's the worst. It's so bad. Like,
like I can't stop laughing because if I really think about it, I'll cry. It's so like I when I see new moms, that's the first thing that comes to my head. Not how beautiful it is. Like, oh my gosh, you're never gonna sleep. Like you're just never gonna. You don't remember what it's like. It was terrible. Terrible. My sister probably hasn't slept in. How many kids does she have? My sister has seven. That's stupid. Oh, so by her body? Out of her body? Out of her body. She has... That's stupid. 12, 10, 8, 5, 3, and the twins were born right before Thanksgiving. So she has the last that were I remember when you told me she was pregnant, and yeah. she's like, and you're like, and it's twins. Yeah, she has a boy-girl. You know what? I shake my head, and then I go... But also seven you, kids. Does she does she need all of them? Because Amber's ready to take. A she field. does, and well, it's something that like she and it wasn't. By I accident. think though she, that if she like I mean, gave me one, like she you. probably wouldn't yeah. understand. She would, yeah, she, she would forget. She she has she re- she runs a tight ship. Are they you mean okay. a shipwreck? No, like her house no. is not a, like her house. There's about people having that, stuff clean. Her house, like Christine, uh, is very tidy. But she's got an army to help her clean. So, so I have an army. Team. I have she an army that. to distract she me has... while I try to pick up after their dirty asses. Oh no no no! Not at her house. I'm two dishwashers. Do you have toilet paper though? Two stoves. <gasps> she I well love she, it. she just well she just built her house. So you have to have that much. And she also does not live in Southern California. No, she doesn't live that. She lives out out in the Midwest. But and she works from home, and so does her husband. And she homeschools. Which is, this is her dream right now, honestly. This is her dream. She's I living I She's living like a... I was saying, like, a boner. we had the home homeschool mom on. Like, this is her Super Bowl. The COVID virus is her Super Bowl. She's laughing. Me? She's laughing no, at everybody Wendy. else. She's <laughs> laughing at everyone who's like, <laughs> now your kids aren't going to school. Like, do you want to... And we're all like, oh, all those homeschool kids are so weird. Hey, homeschool mom, can you teach our kids while they're on vacation? vacation? Um, No, I I think the homeschool moms, this is their Super Bowl. They've been waiting for this day where we're all like, what do we do with our kids for two weeks? You know what's going to happen is people are either going to say, Amber, I knew this was the life for you, or Amber, I told you you weren't prepared. There's more than one good type of good mom. Welcome to our podcast. If you've gotten this far, good for you, but please go check on your kids. They're probably not safe at this point. They've been left alone for too long. Yeah, they may not even be home. Thanks for listening. We appreciate your support. Make sure to subscribe to our podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. We would also love if you could rate our podcast too.